one saved message message one yeah i'd like to complain a little bit about the uh the um the 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 the, 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 the trail show not not coming online um i check every hour and uh you know i haven't found it up on my podcast and i just uh call on to complain a little bit because um you know i listen to that all the time i just love it and i want to know when it's going to be online again so if you get back to me and let me know exactly the minute and the hour and the day when it's going to be online so that i could get it and listen to it uh that would be great Thank press one to hear this message again to delete this message press seven Bear has nothing to do with hiking. Get on the trail! We're talking about dirt, mud, blood, and guts. Que no parece fiesta. It's the trail show. My God, Paulie. Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. What the hell are you two doing, Mike? Felicia P.O.D. Amosio. What are you girls doing up here? Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Yeah! He's a fraud. And now from Dilo's basement is the trail show. Live from the Bobby Walter Studio at the Dilo Plex Broadcast Center in the heart of Boulder, Colorado's historic beer district, you are listening to The Trail Show. We've been downloaded over 30,000 times and are now heard in 77 countries around the world. A big welcome to the one person who downloaded the show from Ukraine last month. Ooh. Wow. Congratulations. I wonder if it was Oksana Bayul. Ukraine in the house. It is Friday, September 20th, and we are happy to have you along with us today. So, a lot has happened here in Colorado since our last episode, as you may have seen if you've been looking at the news. Um, It basically started raining on September 9th and rained for a solid week. Many folks in and around Boulder, Colorado lost their homes, their pets, and some people lost their lives. Hundreds of people are still unaccounted for, and hundreds of people are staying in shelters because they no longer have anywhere to go. If you are moved to do so, please consider donating to the American Red Cross. You can do so online at redcross.org. Um, Mags and D'Lo, do you guys want to add anything, being Boulder uh residents at the moment i know you guys weren't affected we had a lot of people reach out to us on facebook and ask if everybody was cool and we appreciate that and we're all fine but people you know within 15 minutes of the 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 delo or i should say the bobby walter studios um didn't fare as well i wouldn't even say 15 minutes i'd say three minutes away really that close oh yeah wow i was um very touched by all the concern of our listeners so thank you Um, yeah yeah. Um, I was very fortunate. Some of my friends, you know, our friend Steve had to evacuate his house with his one-year-old son and wife. Wow. So it, yeah. he was airlifted out of Jamestown, Colorado in a military helicopter. You're kidding me. With his one-year-old. Yeah. And dog. And yeah. Wow. Uh, a friend of mine, she lost her car. She's a reporter for the local newspaper. They had to push her out. Her car was starting to flood. No way. And uh, she's lucky. So, you know. Was she um, driving around um, reporting on the floods? She was, as a matter of fact. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she lost her car. Yeah. Oh, man. It, so. And um, Hearsay, who's been on the show a couple times now, they used to live in Lyons, and Lyons was hit really bad. Hearsay has moved to New Mexico in the last um, month and a half or so, and yeah. luckily he Lucky. wasn't there when Wouldn't this happen. happened. But um, basically, Jamestown and Lyons were hit the worst. And Estes. 
and Estes, Greeley yeah. as well. Out, yeah, that's out true. East too out east, the, the water's kind of moving from the mountains out to the plains. So, and I think flooding is actually making its way down the Platte River now. It the is South Platte River, from what I've been saying, headed towards Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, especially where the oil is. Yeah, yeah there's the now there's oil spills in in the eastern part of Colorado that could be you know proved to be a, a mess. But anyway, you know we don't want to. Yeah, enough a, of that. Right. Enough we of that. don't want to be a downer here. Enough but, of yeah. that good news. Redcross.org. Yeah. yeah, redcross.org. All right, so let's let's get back to uh, the business of setting the table. I got a little set the table music for today. <laughs> it's very nice. Yeah, here we go. So on today's show, we'll be covering trail news. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the dehydrated beer situation that, that we briefly touched on last show. Dehydrated beer. Noodlehead's top 10. Top 10, top 10, top 10. Trail of the month. This month, T-T the Arizona the Trail. T-T of the month. AZT, AZT, AZT. We've had a couple outdoor trips in the last month. Trip, uh, trips, trips, trips. Outdoor trips. Um, I might have to stop the music because I'm, we're, we're, we're part, part of the trail show crew here is losing focus. Um, no, we're hyper-focused. I've got a trail tip of the month. We're going <laughs> to talk about Dirtbag Energy Chews. Is that tobacco? we got some mailbag um, this month. We had a couple people, uh, you know, send us some messages. we got some shout-outs to, to give out. we got some beer and bandwidth sponsors we need to mention. A couple people donated to the show. Um, this month we watched an Arizona Trail based documentary that was f- fantabulous. I love heartfelt, it. man, heartfelt. Pod and I watched it last night. It, it was, was great. Amazing. It was uh, our date night. And, and Delo has an apology. We'll get into that later. I don't want to give too much away right now, but there's an apology. Wow. Yeah. An apology. And as always, beer of the month. Ask a hiker with Delo. Ask a she hiker with Pod. And anything else we want to talk about. So, with that, let's turn off that music and get right into my personal favorite segment. Mike DeLorenzo's Beer. Okay, DeLo. <laughs> okay, so this month we've got the Limas Kolsch Style Ale. Now, wait a minute. What brewery are we... Are, this is from Fate Brewing Company. Here in Boulder. Here in Boulder. They're one of Mags' favorites. Yep, because it's actually like... <laughs> A half mile from his house. Yeah, that's um, right. So tonight we have two beers from Fate. We've got the Limas Kolsch style ale, and we've got the Clotho Cascadian Dark Ale, which is a black IPA. The Kolsch ale is a 2013 Denver International Beer Competition gold medal winner. This beer is a unique twist on an appellation from Germany. Kolsch style ale is light, clean, and crisp with a fairly dry finish. It has a seasonable malt and hop character and a touch of sweetness like me its fresh flavor comes from the german pills malt and noble hops and the body glows a brilliant gold color like me just like her this beer is an excellent year-round but especially great in the summertime too bad today's the first day of fall i just finished my first glass of the Kolsch style and five percent alcohol by volume good. 20 ibus with holler tall hops and millennium hops kaboom mags she is the baltic goddess of fate Mm. I guess that's Limus. All all the beers that fate named after are gods or goddesses are really? fate. Oh, no kidding. Or mythology. No kidding. Okay. So next here we have our Clotho Cascadian oh Dark Oh, my God. Ale. That was just one? That was just Good one. Good Lord. <laughs> Max, yeah, this is really some great prose. I mean, Where did you come up with this stuff? Their website. Oh. <laughs> 
So um, if anybody's listening from Freight Brewing Company or any other brewing companies in the Boulder, Colorado, Front Range, Colorado, Denver, Colorado area, this is the type of plug that we can give you if you give us beer. Kaboom. Clotho Cascadian Dark Ale, a black IPA. By the way, Clotho is the youngest of the fates, a.k.a. the maiden. I promise not to give you a history lesson tonight. <laughs> too late. Well, it is too late. Although I think we could probably talk a little bit more about Clotho, especially Mags could. I think he knows a lot about these gods and goddesses. This is a gold winner at the 2013 Colorado State Fair, which I believe our friend Scooby was a judge at. 6.4% cool. alcohol by volume, 64 IBUs, a tad bit hoppier than the Kolsch. Hops of Cascade Crystal Millennium. This distinct dry hopped ale has a subtle roast and caramel touches with a prominent northwest hop aroma of resinous pine, citrus, sweet, and roasted malts. The Clotho Cascadian okay. Dark Ale. Yeah. I've, I've got to tell you, black IPAs are not nor- normally my bag. I love IPAs. It's the black IPAs that I'm not a fan of. But I've got high hopes for this one. So we'll see. We'll see. I got some more Cole style to drink first, but you know. I'm looking forward to the black IPA myself. So it's Fate Brewing Company here in Boulder, Colorado. Uh, look them up online or on the, the Facebooks. I'm looking forward to getting into some of that black, too. It's going to be good. Yeah? Are you going to drink some? Of course. You're not drinking any Colch style? Not yet. Okay. I got to say, I like their Colch, one of my favorites. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's very crisp. It's very tasty. It's very refreshing. I could see if it was about 30 degrees hotter. Yeah, outside right about now, how that coal should be very thirst quenching. And we're not out on the deck this month. It, as it turns out, fall actually showed up with all the rain, and it's a bit cool out. And we're going to be here for a bit, so we're, we're That's recording. That's good, actually, because now all the spot, all the donations can go right to the beer fund because some of them were actually specifically earmarked for the swamp cooler this month. So yeah. were they? <laughs> they yes. were. Oh, feel free to just you can just. Um, PayPal those to me if you'd like, Mags. <laughs> I'll be sure that that goes to a swamp cooler next summer. Okay, great. <laughs> or some other sort of uh, HVAC installation. Speaking of HVAC, <laughs> I just heard some vacuum tubes. And you know what that means. It's time for trail news. It's time for all the news that's fit to hear from Mr. Paul Mags Magnanti. Mags, take it away. Our first item, which we'll discuss more in length later, the drunk hiker in Monson, Maine. Yes. You know, long story short, you got drunk, crashed at someone's house, woke up by the friendly Munson police, or the sheriff's department, I should say, and uh, he got charged, and he has, had to post bail, and he has to go oh, back. It's he all, went in the wrong house because he was drunk. All I got to yes. say, man, is that guy's lucky he didn't get shot. People yeah. do that, and they get shot. That girl in Boulder, that yeah. college student in Boulder yes. got yeah. shot in the last year. It's, yes. not, it's not really anybody's fault. You're drunk, you're stumbling around somebody's house in the middle of the night, they have a gun. Yeah, this happens to people. Yeah, every year at Soul Train Night. <clears throat> the way, easiest way to prevent that from happening, all of our listeners, lock your doors. Then people, drunk people, can't get in your house. <laughs> so all you got to do is just lock your doors and yeah. go out with friends so that you don't ap- accidentally wander into someone's and, house. And if you're through hiking, you really don't need to get that drunk. Yeah, you really don't. I mean, I know Monson's the last town on the trail. I get it, but you know. You need to be able to at least make it back to your tent or wherever it is you're staying in Or Monson. at least just crawl up under a bush and have an emergency uh, Come on, we're getting into trail etiquette here. Let's That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So another one that goes with our show, I almost forgot to mention it, is the Yosemite Fire. Yeah. yeah. It was started by a hunter uh, illegally having a campfire hmm. against burn bans. A massive fire was started by a legal campfire. Is it still going? It was ju- It's contained for the okay. most part, but yeah. you know, it's one of those... Yeah, contain. I mean, the San Juans is contained now too, so it's not as big as it used to be. Gotcha. 
Um, we have some uh, another trail record going with Last Sunshine, 13 years old, yep. youngest triple crowner ever. Yeah, backpack. It's amazing. That's, That's amazing. A, it's a great accomplishment. So. 13. Dila, what were you doing when you were 13? Skateboarding. <laughs> I think I was doing. Yeah. I think that's what I was doing too. I was skateboarding. Yeah. Pod. What were you doing? Thirteen. What grade is that? Eighth grade. Were yeah. you Were you playing drums yet? Yeah, but mm-hmm. I was mostly like doing my homework. I was washing dishes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got to talk to your uncle Dave. We're going to get you a part time job. I don't know. Personally, I, th- I think playing drums or skateboarding sounds a little more fun than washing dishes. But you know, my dad's very old school. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, moving along. So you might appreciate this deal. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. Wait a minute. We've, we've got some breaking news. Th- this just in, people. One and one has confirmed that there is a massive distributed denial of service attack (DDoS) currently being initiated on PMags.com. What? Early wow. reports from the ISP indicate that the majority of traffic is originating from NRA.org, Magpul.com, and FoxNews.com. <laughs> oh one and one reports that they are having trouble keeping other customers' sites available due to the sheer volume of network traffic. What? Currently being directed to PMags.com. Wow. No. One and one reports that a surge of traffic from such well-known domains is most likely not an attack orchestrated by bots installed on unsuspecting users computers by malware but rather is a collaborative and deliberate attack most likely a direct result of the desire of these organizations to obtain the domain name pmags.com which would be a very appropriate domain name to market polymer magazines a high capacity ammunition magazine made of plastics which is found by many soldiers to be more rugged than the standard aluminum magazines pmags.com is currently a very popular informative website serving the hiking community focused on promoting trails and hiking adventures in the front range of Colorado the NRA Magpul and Fox News were unavailable for comments and that was breaking news on the trail show thanks Dilo for that update Mags, let's get back. Let's get right back into news. Back to you, Maggie. If if Magpul would like to offer me a huge amount of money for a, a down payment on a house, please. <laughs> a hefty ransom, <laughs> if you will. Who's Magpul? They make the polymer. Mags. Didn't you just um, hear the story? Come yes, on. Yes, but I, I didn't. I didn't know who Magpul. Magpul is an Erie, Colorado-based manufacturer of polymer magazines that has their sites on pmags.com. Mm. <laughs> so good, good play. <laughs> well done. <laughs> All <right>. Anyway, <laughs> bringing it back. All right, you may appreciate this. Haven't been in the Andes. A miracle. Walker survived four months lost in the Andes by eating rats. Four months. <laughs> what is it with what is it with the Andes and people? You know, I guess it wasn't cannibalism, but he, he ate rats. Like what's the sugar story? and raisins as well? Oh, oh that geez. sounds nice. <laughs> Good grief. Yeah, so, you know, it's like a stuffing. Put some raisins they're pretty, in. They're pretty rugged mountains, and there aren't a lot of trails. Yeah. So there's, like, a couple of main trails, I think, that go through the Andes, but, you know. Yeah, it's a rugged area. Yeah. But four months, yeah. North C- Cascades National Park. Did you hear about the massive mudslide there in Stahican? Uh Yes, it actually came right down into mm-hmm. the boat dock area, yeah. right? The, the ramp. So that's, uh, you know, not too Oh, long. I have a question about that. Sure. The bakery. Is the bakery safe? As far as I know. Oh, thank God. One of the best bakeries ever. Ever. Uh, Bear Creek to offer alt routes in their CDT map books. So that's kind of, um, you know, some of the designated route. Yeah. And also showing alternates in the official map books. So, so has that become kind of the official CDT What's resource? Um, it's becoming that a lot of people take, from what I understand, the Bear Creek maps as yeah. their main. 
And they'll put in the J-Lay maps for alternate routes, like through the winds, the James Peak area, Gila Wilderness, etc. So, and they both give good kudos to each other, so it's very good, friendly, and it works together. And of course, you supplement all of that with the Delorme maps, so you have a high-level overview of the area in case you need to make an emergency off-trail left turn. Yeah, that's another discussion itself, but it's a lot more well-defined, so people are just becoming more like, I wouldn't say AT-style, but PCT-style. But that doesn't necessarily mean that there might not be an act of God which forces you to leave the trail. <laughs> like floods and, say, locusts. <laughs> well, you know, locusts. that's my line. <laughs> some, some say act of God, others say act of... Yeah! Okay, go ahead, Max. Keep so. going. All right. So missile, ba- uh, missile base possibly near the AT in Rangeley, Maine. The a Navy has their... A su- missile base? Yes, they have their survival school not too far away near Rangeley. Okay. Cool. And they're thinking of putting a missile base in for deterrence for you know, missiles. Cool. So, huh. so there you go. So oh. Sounds like a boost to the local economy. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you hear about the Krakauer um, recent thing released in New York Times? I did. So it looks pretty definitive. I yeah. bet POD did not, though. I didn't hear about this. Either. Oh, it looks pretty definitive how McCandless died. McCandless, uh, Chris McCandless of Into the Wild. How Alexander Supertrip. Um, bad Seeds. Bad it, Seeds. He was Potato poisoned. Seeds. He was poisoned. Did it you say like. bad weed? <laughs> no, 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 no. Dilo, Dilo, please. What do you mean by he was he he no, ate something bad, but bad someone wasn't poisoning him? <laughs> What's the, basically? I'm not a scientist, but basically, clogged his fuel lines in his body. He had. Okay. If you're a healthy adult male with enough body fat and not too much, not a too high BMI. That's yeah, right. BM, Going BMI back to can't. Well, you just the to, opposite. If you yeah. have a high BMI, you can live off the fat. <laughs> True. Yeah. He probably exhausted his BMI. Yeah, he was actually he was cannibalizing muscle at the end. His BMI was negative. Dude, he exhausted his BMI. There you go. Yeah. Uh, we've already discussed the flood in Boulder, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, it directly affected Rocky Mountain National Park, though. They're just opening up the trails on the west side. And the Gila Wilderness. As there's flooding down there as well. That's what? right. As a result yeah. of the same weather system. Yes. Huh? Okay. Hearsay was telling me that Silver City had floods like right on the edge of town. And I mean, that's right on the edge of the Gila. So. Yeah. The visitor center um, just, just opened up this week. The trails are a mess, from what I understand. Okay. So yeah. be aware, CDT hikers. Um, speaking kind of that, um, back on the AT, the Forest Service in the southern region is limiting the amount of days you can stay in shelters. Three days versus 14 there's a lot of squatters, apparently. What? Why would you? Ugh. Homeless. It's a, it's a. I guess. Well, somebody like Squatch might take up residence <laughs> in a shelter true. for it's like you know, seven to fourteen days to interview as many AT hikers Four, as they possibly could, right? So, so the previous limit was fourteen days. Like, well, like national forest. Yeah. What do you need to do in a shelter for four? It's going to take. Can you imagine 14 how days. boring yeah. that would be? Oh my god, fourteen hours would be hard yeah. to take in a yeah. shelter. I don't know how Squatch does it. I know. We should ask him next time we talk to him. <laughs> So, oh, man. man rescued in Sedonia, Wales. He had a GPS. He smashed it. So no problem. He'll pull out his map because you always bring up a backup, right? A map. Mm. Except it was for Scotland, like several hundred miles away. So if you're gonna bring what? a, so if you're gonna bring a GPS, think you'll be slick and have a map for backup. Bring the right map. Yeah. Yeah. That's finally appropriate. Yeah, it's always appropriate. No, talking not, no, Speaking not. of. Uh, records, Buddy Backpacker, a.k.a. Christian Thomas, five years old, finished through hiking the Appalachian Trail this past week. A five-year-old? A five-year-old? Yeah, whatever. Dude. Yeah. Come on. And rumor has it, uh, sites are on the PCT. No, oh, I'm sure they are. 
So, so it's no longer fastest known time. It's youngest. All right, Dilo, what were you doing when you were five? Much like it's, you probably shouldn't be, you know, using drugs when you're five years old. Should you be going on that long of a hike? Is that a good for your body? I wonder. I have no idea. Or does it cause you know some sort of long term malefacts? I don't know. I mean, we know Mags was washing dishes when he was five. Pewdie, what were you doing when you were five? I was going to kindergarten. Uh, yeah, Dilo. Um, actually, I had, I had a, no. I had a job then. Okay. Okay. That's good. I was working on a farm. I know what Dilo was doing. <laughs> All right, Max. Please continue. And our I, last these sound effects are out of control. I don't know what's going our on. last item. <clears throat> and I said I ended a positive note, and I will. All the West Gathering Triple Crown Award Ceremony will be held next week in Nevada City, California. And go to alltheWest.org for more information. Very Sweet. cool. Congrats to all those triple crowners getting their awards this year. CCTers. Yeah. Get her done. So there, And that is all the news. And uh, there you have it. And there it was, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Real quick, um, before we go to break, I want to I do a quick update on a story we, we oh. briefly talked about last month. So we, we discussed some dehydrated beer. And, um, bear? Bear. Yeah. We d- some dehydrated bear, uh, according to Mags. And... Uh, I did a little more research, and, and I wanted to to basically kind of bring folks up to speed. So we mentioned two different things. There was um, there was kind of a, a dehydrated beer product, and then there was an electrolyte-based beer. And actually, both of those products contain alcohol. It's not hocus-pocus, ladies and gentlemen. This is the real deal. I'm going to talk about the, the electrolyte one real quickly first because... Um, I want to devote a little more time to the second product. But anyway, the electrolyte one was, what it was is some guys, some researchers in Australia, they basically took a light beer and made it even lighter. It's got really low alcohol content, like even lower than normal light beer, and they added in electrolytes, electrolytes, whoops. And uh, so, yeah, it's actually legitimate, um, as legitimate as an ultralight beer can be that has electrolytes in it, but it does have alcohol. It's not on shelves yet. You can't buy it, but... It, it may be coming soon to, I don't know, a store near you. Mags. I was gonna, we were discussing this earlier. It's basically a shandy. Yeah. Okay. And so if, for folks that don't know what a shandy is, um, it's really popular in Europe more so than here. But yes. it's basically like lemonade uh, lemonade and beer mixed together. And, and it, you know. Alcohol, I, it's about the same, 2 yeah. or 3%. And I'm not going to lie. I've done it. I've, ma- I've made a couple myself this summer. And I typically go like three quarters beer, one quarter yeah. lemonade. Um, that's just my you know, personal preference, basically on a super hot day, a really cold beverage. I mean, you're, you're not going for beer taste here. You're just going for, it's a shandy. What, what can yeah. you say about a shandy? If you haven't tried one, try it. And the other product? The other product, and, and, and we want to we actually um, reach out to this company. It's Pat's Backcountry Beverages. And right now, they have a couple of sodas that are available. It's essentially a system that involves a carbonator, so that you actually carbonate water. And then with the sodas, it's kind of like if, if you know what a goo packet looks like or an energy gel, you add that um, to the, the carbonated water. And it's basically, right now they have root beer, they have cola, they have ginger ale, and they have lemon lime and a couple other flavors like a pomegranate cola. But anyway, they are on the verge of releasing a beer. And... It does have alcohol. It supposedly it's not dehydrated beer, um, in, in that you would think of like a dehydrated product is like you know powder. a powder that you add water to. That's not what it is. Um, but anyway, Pat of Pat's Backcountry Beverages, 
essentially the trail show and what we do here, we are the perfect union with what you're trying to do. And we want to promote the heck out of your product. Shoot us an email, send us a kit. We will review your product online. We know you're in Talkeetna, Alaska, but look, man, you want to fly down here, we'll have you on the show. We can drink Pat's Backcountry beer on the show. Anyway, we, we just want to reach out to you because we're really interested in this product. It looks like you know everything a trail show listener could ever hope for. And, and trail show podcaster. <laughs> what do you think, D'Lo? I'm all for it. I would love for Pat to uh, sponsor the beer on our show one of these. Let's do it. Let's, it'd yeah. Be, it'd be fantastic. I'm you, all in. You know, our motto is less gear, more beer. This is gear. That is beer. Yeah, it's 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 out of control. It's, it's the best of both that, worlds. That really just kind of takes our motto for like a loop, and I, I don't <laughs> really know if I can get my head around where our motto is going. Beer that is gear that is beer. beer. Yeah, it's going to blow our motto out of the water. I mean, Pat, come on, let's let's talk. Let's, Set us up with the dehydrated bear, Pat. <laughs> let's do business. Uh, I tell you what, we've got a couple more minutes. Let's go to a Noodleheads top ten, and then we go to break. What do you okay, say? Okay, sounds good. Fantastic. Top ten signs you've got a hiking problem. Number 10, you got a T-shirt that says, Be Like Jack. (laughs) Number 9, AWOL has a restraining order on you. Number 8, your family mails you Hikers Anonymous... (laughs) 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 Hikers Anonymous 12-step leaflets. Number 7, celebration on Katahdin was actually an intervention. Number (laughs) 6, you bring a paper and a coffee to the privy. Number five, you inquire about data book subscription. Number four, you consider five-mile relocations trail magic. Number three, you list Harper's Ferry ATCHQ as your home address. Number two, you've forgotten your real name. And the number one sign that you have definitely got a hiker problem. You're known to say miles equals smiles. Oh, that's right. Oh, boy. Rocky talk. All right. All right. The one that says that. When we get back, we're going to talk about the trail of the month, and uh, that'll be the Arizona Trail, so stay tuned. What are you girls doing out here on this trail? The Trail Show. live from Boulder, Colorado. It's The Trail Show. You can always find us at thetrailshow.com, facebook.com slash thetrailshow, twitter.com slash trailshow, and cafepress.com slash thetrailshow. All right, Trail of the Month. This month we're heading back to the desert, the Arizona Trail. Mags, what do you got? Well, as I said, the Arizona Trail, you know, I was thinking, what would be a good fall hike? You know, the obvious would be the fall foliage in New England, but I said, let's go back to the southwest. So I'll go to the Arizona Trail. And it turns out the perfect time to go southbound on it is in October. Yeah. Just in time. The trail itself goes from like Utah. Like starting in October? Yeah. That's what people recommend. Really? So it's early, late miles September. Long? 800 miles long. Because it's still very, it's a Grand Canyon. So apparently people in the know tell me that's really hot there, even in September. 
Yeah. So well, I think we witnessed that the the, the video we're going to discuss later. That guy started his yeah. southbound through hike of the AZT in August. August like twenty second. Yeah. And he was. I mean, he had ninety hundred five degree temps. Like yeah, ridiculous. So October is a great month um, to start it. It goes from Utah to the Mexican border, uh, roughly eight hundred miles. The sections are called passages, uh, maintained by the Arizona Trail Association, aztrail.org. And as of 2009, it's an official National Scenic Trail. That's right. Which uh, kind of surprised That's me. That's good, because I only do NSTs. That's right. Yeah. That's, yeah. We know how you roll, P.O.D. <laughs> <laughs> um, it goes through three national monuments and two national parks, including the Grand Canyon, which yeah. is definitely a crown jewel. Um, lots of history, the cliff dwellings, Spanish explorers, mining camps. Meh. Yeah, I like that stuff. What can I say? No, I'm kind of over the mining camps. I just... Being in Colorado, like, these are always so many old Do you know what, you know what my like, old mining uh, camps are? The mine remains are? It's just trash. I know. Nobody ever took I out of there. It's just trash. And that's how I feel, 100-year-old trash. 150-year-old trash. <laughs> Come metal. on, man. It's a lot People of history. Like, like, one time I took a wrong turn on a trail in Crested Butte down this, like, willowy path, and I came up upon this old, rusted stove, like a big, huge stove. And I was just like, I'm sure someone would come out here and think this is really cool. History. Yeah. Actually, no, it's just trash that somebody left there a long time ago. <laughs> well, which now you look at it and say, wow, that's historic. You guys have offended it's Mags trash. with oh. that kind of talk. That's say. why Mags leaves so much trash along the trail. He's <laughs> trying oh, to oh, create oh, history. He's trying Whoa, to create man. some history, dude. That's heavy. It's getting hot so, in here. I would say Camp Kentucky on the AZT was pretty cool, I thought. Okay. That's well, I mean, there's cert- there are certain things that are historic. I just you feel know, like there's, there's a little structures and things like that. But, but you come upon an old stove or a big old, like, rusted out pipe. Come on, man. That's not historic. <laughs> but the, the cliff dwellings of Petroglyphs, way cool. Okay, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is cool, though, I think we can all agree on is the Sky Islands. So those fascinate me. You go from Desert yeah, Floor yeah, yeah, yeah. to, you know, um, did a small section a few years ago. And it was Mount Miller, I want to say, 9,000 feet, like just above the Desert Floor. It's just amazing the ecosystems you go through. Ponderosa's up there. Right? Yeah, it's just really cool. I and mean, so, And so, correct me if I'm wrong, but the only person in this room that's done any miles on the AZT is you, Mags, right? I, I thought you did a section, didn't no. you? No. Oh, I, I I've actually never been to the state of Arizona. What? What? Wow. Dude, yeah. dude What? what? Yeah, really. How is that possible? Yeah, oh, man, I've never been to the state of Arizona. What can I say? Wow. What, what's your problem, man? I don't really like people from Arizona. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, now we know. So next month, he's apologizing the Amish. This month, he's yeah, going to apologize. Nice to the Arizonans. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, that's, it's funny you mentioned that. That was one of the reasons why I'm interested in the Arizona Trail. I've done a fair amount of stuff in New Mexico, um, Utah, of course. Very little with Arizona. Never been to the Grand Canyon, I'm ashamed to admit. What? Yeah. Me neither. Yeah, so. Wow. Yeah, actually, I, I, only by car. But, Me too. Yeah. Up top. Up top. Woohoo! So, I think the Arizona Trail just be intriguing to me, you know? And part of it coincides with the Grand Enchantment Trail. So, P.O.D. and I have planned twice now to through-hike the Arizona Trail, and it never panned out. But now I'm thinking that October is a good time for me to take a leave of absence from school. This October? You're no, right. Oh, next October. <laughs> well, well, that sounds good. Or you, if you decide to go northbound, start in April. That's a really long time from now because I wouldn't be able to do it this year. I'd have to wait till the next year. No, I understand. I think but, I'd rather do October. I don't think I can wait that long. But as far as the big three desert trails, Hey Duke is probably the most difficult and challenging. Yeah. Grand Chim is kind of like the PCT of the desert trails. I would say this is more like the AT. Well marked, well maintained. Not that it's easy. Right. It's easy. But it's there. 
It's on the ground. It exists. There is a lot of two tracks. I mean, it's not all single track like the AT, but you know, you you, you do. But then up... we can walk next to each other. That's right. Very, very romantic. But I think there'd be a lot of beauty, <laughs> a lot of history, yeah, and a lot of romance in the air. Apparently, that's right. And um, it's on my bucket list. Yeah, I'm intrigued by the Southwest Desert, and what a great way to say it. It's too bad that Hearsay does not live. Well, it's actually a good thing he doesn't live in Lyons, but he's hiked basically all of the AZT. Mm-hmm. It'd be, mm-hmm. It would have been really cool to have him on the show. We should uh, get him in on the Skype he, one of these times. We should, you know. Or does I, he not use modern technology? <laughs> oh, he's all about some modern technology. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a bit of a Luddite, so I, I don't know. But I think he's on the Skype. Okay. Although he he's running Linux, so I I don't know. I, I should just cricket myself because I'm getting yeah. a little too geeky. Yeah. Okay. Mags, which Arizona distri- Trail. <laughs> I was like, which distro of Linux? Oh, Crick, cricket myself. <laughs> oh my god, here we go, people. We're talking tech no. here. So being serious, Arizona Trail, uh, I think it'd be a great trail. Um I would love to do it. Just gotta get rid of that work thing. Um aztrail.org for more info. Yeah. Very cool. PODY Beauty is like looking at me with uh, longing eyes, and it's not because of me; it's because of the Arizona Trail. That's correct. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll get out there. I, okay. I mean, I, I really want to do it. It's on the short list yeah. at this point. Going next October. I've done okay. 100 miles of it from the Mexican border to Tucson, basically I-10, yeah. and I thought it was really beautiful. I, again, the skyline, Mount Miller. It was just I was so amazed going from <laughs> desert to Ponderosa Pines and. Such a short period of time. <laughs> and so, like, Delo's he's fading, but for folks that don't know what the Sky Islands are, it's basically like um, these high-elevation ecosystems that exist, like, right above the desert floor. And it's kind of unique to Arizona. I mean, there are other places that have it. We lost Delo, but, you know. It's We're pre- only it's in letter pretty, D. Oh, man. It's pretty unique. It's been a long week, Miss Dark. All right, this is the last serious portion. <laughs> you got something else to say? Nope, that's it. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> Moving on, everyone. All right. We've done some trips this past month. Have we? Well, everybody but me, I've been on... Unfortunately, September's my biggest work month of the year. And I, I went to Conundrum Hot Springs. Oh, which is the highest elevation hot springs in North America. It's tell above 11,000 feet. Tell me you didn't go there on a Saturday night. I she did. She did. But it wasn't that bad. Really? I mean, wow. I think... Because it was after um, Labor. Labor Day. Ah. So it wasn't... No, that, that, that was inappropriate. You go into conundrum on a Saturday night? In July? Or how about staying at home on your computer on a Saturday night? Hey, I, I was doing it for so I could put food anyway, on the table. I went to conundrum uh, with my friend Kat, and it was, I mean, there aren't that many campsites, like designated campsites, so there was that. But at night when like everybody who was there was in the hot springs, we all fit in, mm-hmm. and it was comfortable. And you said 30 people? Probably 30. That it's pool a, is not that big. That's it's a, a wicked of, popular spot. I didn't think it was that big either, but we everybody fit in there, and it was it was totally fine. I so. went to Conundrum on a Tuesday night in August that's after perfect. my wedding. It was phenomenal. It was, it was quite perfect. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I came back from that saying that I would not go again unless I could go later, mm. actually later in the year on a weekday, because... Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just, it's warm during the day. For our listeners who aren't aware, Conundrum Hot Springs is the highest hot springs he in just the lower 48. Did you really? Yeah, it's in over North America. 11,000 feet. Uh, just Gila, for man. listening. You already checked out. But, um, oh, I think I was asleep also, when you said that. Also, it is in the, um, <laughs> the Maroon Bells Wilderness, and you can access it from Aspen or Custabio. And for our listeners who aren't aware, the Conundrum Hot Springs are the highest hot springs in the lower 48. <laughs> That's correct. Now I think I'm just going, I have just dementia. I th- now I think yeah. you're yeah. just high. No, yeah. I have dementia. It's not. Okay. 
Thilo, please, man. No, no. I'd... We're going to have to make a new rule All right, be- before the trip. show starts. Next trip. No, no more of that. I think you three went on a trip. We did. Oh, that's right. Yes. You were supposed to be there, Mags, but um, you We bailed. saw six moose. Six moose. In, in one in day. In one day. It's that's a, it's, awesome. It's a new PR for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, what is that? The uh, the maximum M- moose per day, the MMPD? Yeah, it's the MMPD yeah. situation. I think it's a website for it. Yeah. 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 MMPD.com. Yeah. yeah. For all of our listeners who would like to log their most moose per day. Um, go to mnpd.com and uh, slash tr- forums. Yeah, slash forums. Give and us your give us your email address uh, and a credit card, and uh, tell us how many moose you've seen in one day. And yeah. there's a supported versus non-supported moose maximum moose per day <laughs> record. Right. Oh my exactly. gosh! Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's good. So, Dilo, you organized this hike, and I, I did. Yeah. And and I'd never done any hikes out of the Fourth of July trailhead before. Which so this was my first. And I was not disappointed. Yeah, it's a it was beautiful good. trailhead. Yeah. yeah, it was great. And it's um, it's actually not that crowded. Um, yeah, you know, except for like on Sunday when you're coming back around one in the afternoon. <laughs> the last um, mile. Yeah, the last mile or two <laughs> was ridiculously crowded. It was hard crowded. to take a pee. It was hard to walk. There were so many people, but you know that's because there's a beautiful lake right at tree line about. Two miles up the trail. So. Yeah, is that Diamond Lake? Yeah. Okay. So you know you're rolling you're rolling back from Diamond Lake around twelve thirty one o'clock on a su- Sunday in August. Well, yeah, there's going to be a hundred people right. on the trail. Ma- Mags, you'll appreciate this. So Dilo had this perfect obscure campsite planned out on the other side of the divide. Mags has camped there before. We get there, beautiful and campsite. It's, it's taken. Oh, there was a man. woman there reading an encyclopedia. Yeah, she she had a twelve hundred page book in her hand. <laughs> she did. It was so big, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of neutral about technology on the trail, but if you wanted to bring a 1,200-page book, <laughs> iPad, it's a lot lighter. Yeah. That's a good point. It was great that we got to camp, and it started raining right away, so it, it forced did. us into our tents, and I totally took a little nap. And I drank a lot of whiskey. It was really Yeah, I, I drank some Adilo's whiskey, too. I was actually kind of bummed, because um, the fire bands had been lifted, and it was wet enough up there, and there was actually a campfire ring, so we were going to we were gonna do it, and then it just started dumping, man, and we tried to hold off for like 30 minutes and an hour, then an hour and a half, and finally I was like, forget it, it's yeah. not happening tonight. You know, one of my favorite things when backpacking is the sound of rain on your shelter. I know. You're in your sleeping bag and the rain. I actually recorded it on my phone. That's it. We should have. We should have. Yeah. We should have. We blew it. Oh, well. Um, That's actually one of my favorite sounds in the world is the sound of rain falling on a nylon tent. And my voice is his favorite sound. Yeah. Well, of course. (laughs) But anyway. Anyway. The hike. D-Lo. Fantastic. It was was a great hike. Phenomenal. All right. Um, we did two. not see any CDT southbounders, and nope. we thought there, there was a chance. Two years in a row we saw them. Yeah, we saw them two years in a row. We, Actually, yeah. I think we've gone earlier in the year, and we've seen northbounders. It all blurs together. Yeah. Hmm. That's because you've been drinking too much. All right. <laughs> what else? Who else yeah, did trip? other trips. Max, you just did a huge trip in Utah. Yeah, I uh, did the Unit- U- Uintas Highline Trail. Dude, wasn't that like 500 miles that you guys hiked in a week? <laughs> no, it was... Um, well, there's... You can read about my website. I'll give you the shorthand description of it. No, we already did it last week. You described it to us last week. No, no, his his the actual outcome. Oh, oh, the actual oh. outcome. Yeah, come on, it's yeah. roughly ninety-five miles. My friend did the whole thing. My good buddy Mark. Why did, did I think it was like four hundred miles? I don't have no idea. Okay. Come on, Dilo. I thought you were going to do like four hundred miles in a week. <laughs> yeah, that'd be on a bicycle if I'm lucky. But in any case, uh, my good buddy Mark, who joined me, he met me down from Canada. He was doing a big climbing trips. Yeah. Um, he was that goes into our show too. All the fires up there. So anyway, he met me in Utah, and we hiked with another through hiking friend. Yeah, and we got to about the seventy-five mile mark, and the shin splits acted up. Oh. 
So being the good friend I am, we end up hiking out on a side trail. Uh, our friend hiked to the car we spotted. He ended up doing the whole thing. Okay. He power hiked. He, he, he did hiked like, 20 more miles than you guys did? Uh, we ended up doing 70, 75 altogether at the oh, 55. right, right. So we had, About halfway, it, you had to bomb out. Yeah, correct. We added another 15 or so miles. It's a very isolated area. So we lucked out. He got his massive shin splits just before a major trail. Still 15 miles out, though, at yeah. a mile, mile and a half an hour. It was getting really rugged. And we got to this very popular trailhead for King's Peak, popular being a relative term there. We bumped into a grandfather dropping off his son-in-law and grandson for a backpacking trip. Yeah. Gave us like a 60, 70-mile shuttle to a town. <laughs> we got, nice. Whoa. Yeah. Um, he would not accept money from us. That's a hell of a shuttle. Yeah. yeah. Our friend Garlic, uh, Triple Crown that we know very yeah, well. Yeah, Garlic. Really good guy. Um, he ended up power hiking to the car. And just came back seven o'clock the following night. So, nice. so oh, wow. I got about nice. seventy miles in. But cool, you know, um, they were offering. Well, you, if you want, we can shuttle you back in. You can oh, walk. Lord. No, because they felt bad. Yeah, my friend Mark felt bad. But yeah, to what me, are you want to work though? To, to nah, I don't want to do that. And quite frankly, I admit I lost steam once I've been in the hotel yeah. room. And it's like you know the trip. Plus, is, yeah. part of the trip is like being with your friends. You yeah, know what I mean, like if you go to a trip by yourself, it's one thing. But like. You know, if you go to a trip with your friends and someone gets hurt, I mean, the trip was about being hanging out with your friends, yeah. too, you know? And Garlic only separated us because he had to get the car. Yeah. And I wasn't about to abandon my friend just to say I did a trail. Yeah. Yeah, forget it. You know, he's uh, he, you know he's a very, you know, Mark, he's an yeah. extremely capable outdoors person, certainly knows what he's doing, but he's suffering from shin splints. I'm not going to say, okay, yeah. I'm going to through-hike this trail for bragging rights. Uh, you make your way back to the car Man, and I've, hope you get to the hotel room. I've been down that, that sad, soggy road of shin yeah. splints before. Like, let me, two questions. Was was his pack large or, oh, or footwear bad? Any of those two no, things? No, he's into very play? experienced. He's not like he never through hiked, but I would not. He's an experienced outdoors person. I'd stack him against anyone. He's done a lot of mountaineering. He's he's pretty much my climbing partner. Okay, and he backpacks a lot. He grew up in national parks. His dad was a ranger. Yeah. What do you think caused the shin splints? If you had to theorize. You know, we looked it up online. There's many different causes. No one cause. Yeah, yeah. it's weird, man. I um. I've I've had shin splint issues before, and the weirdest thing for me in in 2008 when PD and I threw hiked the PCT, my last week on the trail after having been out there for four months, I got shin splints. I finished the trail with shin splints. Like, why? How is that possible? I've now, just hiked 2,600 miles and I get shin splints. I've never like, actually had shin splints. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, man? But I've heard I've heard that shin splints are actually caused by having very tight calf muscles. It's a modified boat pulling on the front of your shins, so your calf muscles are actually attached to your shins with ligaments. And yeah. when your calves get really tight from just strenuous exercise. It causes pain because they get so tight they're pulling on the ligaments. Hmm. From what I've been told, stretching can really help it alleviate can. Strin- shin splints. There, there's a specific stretch called the point flex, and I'll try to throw a link to that up on our Facebook page, but it so, works. So what, one, one of the things that hikers <laughs> can do... Somebody get a photo. One of the things that hikers Somebody get a photo. can do... To alleviate stress on their body, is Dude, to that stretch, looks lewd. It's to stretch when hiking. What right? you're doing right now looks like lewd. Stretching can really help alleviate a lot of problems. Okay, I'll uh, take your word for it. There, if if <laughs> oh my god, well you know we're gonna have to get cameras in here at some point. Yeah. But um, we well, cool. up, oh, really we just ended up doing 70 miles, beautiful mountains, very 
unused. Um, I want to go back. The high Uintas are just phenomenal mountains, unlike anything I've ever been because it's east-west. And um, hope to go back there. Still a great trip. Didn't go as planned, but 70 miles of backpacking. Yeah. I'm not going to complain. Any other t- uh, trips this month? Oh, oh, Max, Max. Max? I have one. So I got back a little early. My wife and I went, went to... <laughs> what? You got back from a trip and then went on another trip immediately? Yeah. Adriana and I, we took advantage of that. Okay. We went to the Medicine Bow Snowy Range up by Laramie. Yeah? Just had a great trip, and it's up I-25. Oh, my God. You're killing me, Max. Compared to the Front Range areas, there's no one there. It was awesome. It was beautiful. And it's like, oh, nice. remind me of Brannard Lake because... Yeah. In the sense that you have some beautiful mountains and lakes with hardly any effort. You're right at tree line almost. And it was just, I really, really enjoyed it. So I'm glad I got back a little early. Had a nice trip with my wife. Wow. Very cool. POD? I already talked about mine. You you can have an upcoming trip tomorrow that I'm not going to get to go on. I'm going to have Grace Tories Sunday. Which are two 14ers on the official CDT route. Yeah. I bet you it won't be crowded. (laughs) <laughs> yeah right a 14er actually, in fall nah. nah not not possible i don't think it'll be as crowded as the summertime probably not you're right yeah. because it is after and no. labor day yeah and it's cold we're gonna camp yeah. at the trailhead so oh, nice that's awesome you're gonna yeah. nice early start are you going up with cat cat and a couple other girls ladies no actually cat's it's not a, going i'm sorry what are you girls doing on this trail this 14er <laughs> What are you the girls, girls doing on this 14er? That's right. Exactly. Uh-huh. And now it's time for Disco's Trail Tip of the Month. All right, folks, we're going to talk to you today about... Actually, this is going to be P.O.D.'s Trail Tip of the Month. It's the Dirtbag Energy Chew. That's right. And it's actually a combination of two things that P.O.D. and I have both kind of like uh, come to love over the last couple of years of long distance hiking and and just hiking and dirt bagging in general. So POD, so, take it away. When I do long runs, I used to buy the Cliff Shot Blocks. <gasps> Those and are very good. Specifically, I buy the black cherry ones because they have caffeine in them. <gasps> but wow. they are two dollars for a six pack, which is kind of a lot. So it's a sleeve of six chews is two bucks. Yeah, and so three chews Ouch. three chews is ninety calories. And I think it's uh, like 50 milligrams of caffeine or something like that. Okay. It's about a sure. soda. Yeah. Um, and so um, I used to justify buying them because they are really great. And then, well, I've, been, I've embraced the caffeine pill a long, long time ago. So I take caffeine pills when I'm hiking or if I'm going out for a long run or whatever. Just for fun, you know. Just for recreational exactly. use. Exactly. I'm a recreational <laughs> user. <laughs> Um, no, no D-Lo. Yeah. No, no, nothing like that. And and then I started, uh, well, I've always liked to carry gummy bears and gummy worms and stuff like that. And of late, when I do my long hikes, what I've been doing is is taking gummy bears and caffeine pills <laughs> at this the is, same time. It's out of control, And it's POD. like the shot block's only much, much cheaper. I mean, a fraction of the cost. That's correct. So essentially, you've taken... What you know? What is a a, um, a high tech energy product, and, and you've reduced it to to its parts, which are to its cheaper. Parts, which are which is gummy bears, and caffeine essentially pill. caffeine pill. Yep. So, uh, real quick though, I mean, we can't I have do... this discussion without quickly talking about the caffeine pill and hiking. Yeah, um, I mean, I love it. Yep. It's great afternoon. 
You start to feel the doldrums. Yep. You Mid-afternoon. Bust out, bust out a caffeine pill, two to four ibuprofen, uh, some gummy bears or some Starburst or something like that, and like 15 minutes iPod, yep. and you're like back on top of the world. We'll have to have the noodles... Needleheads actually like tell us in person what they do, but I think if I remember correctly, Rigatoni tells me that even in the morning, what they'll do is they'll set their alarm for when they want to get up and hike, and the alarm goes off. They'll each take like a caffeine pill and then fall back asleep, and then fifteen to twenty minutes later, they just like <laughs> they're bouncing out of the nice. tent ready to hike. I like it because they've got a little caffeine injection. And, and you know the gummy gummy bears on long trails. Oh my god, the the Black Forest brand. I, I actually buy the bulk ones now at Sprouts. They're really good. I used to do the Haribo, but the Haribo's got nothing they're on Haribo. the Black Forest. Ugh. So, anyway, moving on. Good stuff. I so like anyway, it. that's that's the dirtbag energy chew, people. All right, let's. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's go to break. We'll come back and we'll get into uh, our our mailbag. What do you say? Sounds fantastic. We're not the gear crowd. We're the beer crowd. The Trail Show. from 5,400 feet above sea level. It's the Trail Show. We will be offering our second ever Trail Show bonus show in early October. For the extremely low cost of 99 cents, you will be able to download one hour of nothing but the good, the bad, and the ugly on trail etiquette. You heard me right, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to be a no-holds-barred show where we talk about the most egregious trail etiquette offenses, including the laundromat that banned hikers in Kent. The hiker abuses that caused REI to change their return policy. YMCA groups that drove POD to the brink of madness. And drunken thru-hikers that stumble into homes of trail town locals only to be arrested. Get ready for a trail show like none you've ever heard before. More info will be posted on our Facebook page, so keep an eye out. Real quickly, I just want to mention that the free shows will continue... But we wanted to do, you know, uh, more than one bonus Wait a show. Minute. That's so. not what you told me earlier. I thought you said that the trailer show is moving to a uh, a pay a pay prescription. <laughs> no, uh, no, don't don't get that rumor started, Dilo. Uh, no, 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 no. That is not true. The free shows model. will continue really? every month. What about I, I, I received that email as well. Yeah, from Disco. But I think that's actually when um, Chinese militants had hacked into his email. Oh, did that happen that? to you too? Yeah. Yeah. Got, your email got hacked by the Chinese. Yeah. You know, I heard Magpul be sponsoring us. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's when we go to the paid format, right? Yeah, that's okay. right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. So we've got a uh, we got some mailbag this month. We got a little beer and band with sponsor shoutouts. Real quickly though, I want to say big congrats to Tom Trip the Light McGee. He just finished a multi-decade section hike of the Pacific Crest Trail. Oh, that's awesome! Wow, very cool. That's a lot of perseverance. Congra- it is a lot of perseverance. Congrats, Trip, and a big shout out to our uh, friend of the trail show, Buck Thirty who's currently on the AT right now, headed south. Um, not doing a through hike, but doing a big section. And 
He's uh, what do you tell us? He's on show number seven. He's he's listening is to he? the sh- already. On show yeah, he's seven. listening to the shows in chronological order. So of course he is. Big shout out to Buck Thirty out there. All right, who did we got some letters this month, or did we get what do we get? What do we have? Well, <laughs> we have Scott Hicker questions. Did somebody write them down? Like, what's the deal? I don't know. Maybe yeah. we didn't get any letters. We do. We, we got two Facebook posts for Ask a Hiker. Okay. Well, that's for Ask a Hiker. So I thought maybe, you know, somebody just wrote in and said, hey, what's up? No. Well, I mean, there's some activity on Facebook, but I don't think we need to cover each Okay, good. Individual I, I think if we were to read our Facebook posts on the show, I think it might come <laughs> off as an act of desperation. For <laughs> yeah, no, we don't want to do that. We don't. But yeah. we did get some donations, and we do want to recognize the folks that, you know, Dug deep into their their wallets and credit right. cards pockets, and uh, pockets. their pockets and 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 slung us some money. Pod Emily and Thomas Clark. Thank you, Diane Pinkers. Pinkers Big up, Diane. Pinkers. And 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 and. Do do we need a timpani? Yeah. Our biggest trail show fan ever slash Celine Dion lover. <laughs> Who could it be? Who could it be? Bobby Walters. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, uh, Bobby Walters uh, and I exchanged some emails. Big ups. Apparently, she's thinking about using Celine Dion as her trail name. No, she likes Celine no, Dion no, no, so no. much. Bobby Walters, don't do that. That's just crazy talk. If, but, you, if your trail name was Celine Dion, you would be on the hook to sing a lot of Sion, Celine, Celine, <laughs> how do you say her Celine name? Celine Dion. What? Celine How do you say her name? Celine Dion. You would be on the hook to say sing a lot of Celine Dion covers all the time. Yeah, I think that would be a, yeah. a pl- long, painful death for Bobby Walters. <laughs> does any, can anybody? Does anybody know of a Cel- Celine Dion song offhand? Is it? I'm I'm getting her confused with Whitney, Whitney Houston. Right. Yeah, that's so I'm thinking like the greatest love of all, but that's Whitney Houston. Uh, you guys you guys know that one? Yeah. That's yeah, great, Taylor. I, I, I don't I'm not up on Celine Dion, I don't know. Um, on that note. <laughs> on that note <laughs> Wait, I could I could queue up some Whitney Houston lyrics if we need to. No, no, that's okay. Dila, wasn't there a song? I was supposed to do some singing. You were gonna do like a remix of some kind. Oh yeah, no, it wasn't the the Reaper. What about the Reaper song? I was gonna do the Reaper. I was gonna sing um, (laughs) "Seasons Don't Fear the Reaper." Maybe when we come back from the next break, that can be our 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 segue into the show. Cool, cool. You could do a medley of your favorite songs. I think I was supposed to do something about Gangnam. It was gonna be a mashup. It was gonna be a mashup. Wasn't it like Gangnam? Like what was the other song? Just surprise. Us, man. I'm, I'm just going to sing the surprises. All right, let's I'll get you up the lyrics. We lost a Ukraine listener. Let's talk about Trevor R. Woods, The Walk Across Arizona. Wow. Let's do let. Well, first, it's the link is posted on our Facebook page. You can watch all 45 minutes of it for free on YouTube. On YouTube. And having said that, um, we already said the gentleman's name. It's a solo hike um, going southbound through on the Arizona Trail. Yeah, well, very well done, very professional quality documentary. Very current too. He, he, the hike was done in 2011, mm-hmm. southbound, as you said, in um, kind of late summer. Yeah, he had a lot of hot days, which is why people say late September, early October for yeah. southbound. Yeah, he started. I feel like he really went through the entire through hiker experience. Like he, he got sick, and he had foot problems, he got and sick slowdowns, on, on and day two, I think, I from bad water. Yeah, really hot water, and then like the hail and. Um, and like just the feelings that he expressed throughout the the course of the film, I feel like he just yeah. really, it was like watching someone do like a full length through hike. And what I liked about it is most documentaries are in groups, and there's nothing wrong yeah. with that. But it's really great to see a solo through hiking documentary. 
And I thought he was kind of a cutie too. Oh, right up, Trevor. Right up until like the the last night when he was filming, and he had like snot on his in his beard. (laughs) beard. I was like, "Mm, not so cute. He was keeping it real. It was a little Blair Witch esque. It's true. It's true. And how about his tent? What was that? Dude, I think was, was that MSR Hubba? I think it was sagging. I don't know. I've never... S- what oh, was oh, that thing? He needs a little know. more tension in his guy lines. Yeah, he needs the top pitch. Well, just because it is our job to criti- critique people, I will say that... that t- <laughs> is it our job? Ch- it is. is it? Of course. <laughs> I didn't realize okay. Of course. I thought we were supposed to lend a supporting hand to yeah. the trail community. Okay, well, here's my supporting hand. You need to get a different tent. Yeah. Well, um, he, he, choosing a tent that needs to be tied between two trees... On a desert hike. <laughs> doesn't seem like the best choice. Oh, man. Yeah. No, but I thought it was it was really great. We watched it together. I watched it, too. I thought it was yeah. phenomenal. I, when I decided I loved that it. Yeah. I was going to hike the I thought it was very Arizona Trail next fall. It was fantastic cinematography. Very well-told story. Well, and yeah. it put together. Well put Production together. quality was top-notch. And I, I was like, this, this, I was like, what are the odds that you've got a through-hiker documentary it was filmed by one person. Like, yeah. how, how could the production quality be this good? And I, I did a little search around on his website. Well, he does video production yeah. for his day job. So wow. he, he was, yeah, he's, he's no stranger to putting yeah. together a good film. I will say that um, the yellow and red transitions got a little old for this viewer, um, a little distracting. But I, overall, I think that the, the film was, like, top-notch. And if you want to see what an Arizona Trail through-hike looks like, yeah. watch this movie. He did a great it's, job of... Of capturing the whole experience. Yeah. It was great. And the price is right. Yeah, the price is right and free. And also throw out there, um, he does offer a DVD version of the film with extra features and like bonus features for 12 bucks on his website. So if you want more than, than just the film, there is that option in the website. It's tarwoodmedia.com. But you can watch the, the film just like we did for free on, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I think it's like 42, 43 minutes yeah, long. Yeah, it's perfect for it evening. It was great. It's great for date night. There that's right. Go. That's right. Thanks, Trevor. We had a we had date night because of you, man. That's right. And now we're gonna go hike together, or I'll hike with someone else. I, and actually, I sit. <laughs> no, you won't. I sit here. Say, Trevor might be available to help guide you. It's on true. It. It's true. And he was a cutie. I'll just bring some tissues. Actually, I, I, he mentioned in um, on the comments. He's he's got his eyes on the Colorado Trail. Yes, yeah, so we were looking at the comments under the YouTube video. And he mentioned that he had his eye on the Colorado Trail. You know, I'm being very serious. Trevor, if you're in Colorado, do the Colorado Trail. Stop by the studio. We'd love to have you on the show. Yeah. Come on by, man. You could bring us some beer. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Bring us some Arizona beer. We'd love it. Yeah. that's Actually, it's funny. I think I was also looking on his website. I think he lives in Ohio. Yep. Columbus. But he's done a ton of hiking out west. He he lived there for a while on his video. In Arizona, right? Near Tucson. He mentioned that. Yeah, near Tucson. I did some Facebook stalking. So So anyway, the film's called The Walk Across Arizona by Trevor Arwood. Um, Go to tarwoodmedia.com. We'll also have a link to the YouTube video on our Facebook page, so check that out. Um, It's well worth your 43 minutes, so check it out. Yeah, if you want to do the Arizona Trail, it's well worth it. Even if you don't want to. It's a really good film. Yep. Really well done. Great through hiking film, no matter what the trail is. That's right. Well, Dilo, um, I don't know. This is kind of you know something that's never happened on the trail show before. But I think you have some kind of an apology. Yes, that's correct, Disco. That, that you I have an read. apology to our Amish listeners. Okay, go ahead. On our earlier shows, <laughs> you may have been under the impression that I was making fun of the Amish. Our guest at the time, Pepper, lives in Pennsylvania, and of course, when I think of Pennsylvania, I think of the Amish. 
My comments may have been tasteless and ignorant, and for that, I would like to apologize. Now, you must understand, it wasn't by self-recollection or listening to past shows or just realizing I may have been ignorant. No. That I came to write the apology. No. It was none of the above. Rather, I read a book. An amazing book. Better Off by Eric Brind. Oh, it's a fantastic book. In which the author lives with the Amish for over a year in a quest to live with less technology. Prior to reading this book, my only experience to the Amish was on an Amtrak ride from Albany, New York to East Glacier, Montana. There were many people who I would consider Amish on this train ride. And that's it. That's the only time I've ever seen the Amish people. Better Off really opened my eyes to how amazing the Amish really are. Sure, they live without tech electricity, but they do so for a reason, to make their lives simpler. They don't shun all technology. Rather, they review new technology, understand the costs and benefits, and choose wisely whether to use it in their lives. In doing so, they take ownership of their own lives rather than letting technology own their lives. And by limiting the role that technology plays in their lives, they open up their lives to conversation, friendship, camaraderie, and collaboration. This book was eye-opening for me, and I recommend we all read it. Even if we're not about to sell our home, quit our job, and move to an Amish community like I am. That's right. This will be the last time you hear my voice on the trail show. What? All future correspondences from me will be read by my colleagues in the trail show, and will most likely focus on farming. For Wendy, Leo, and I will be relocating to a small Mennonite community outside Lancaster, Pennsylvania next month to begin our new life. A life with less technology, a life with more human contact, a life among the Mennonites. I'd just like to thank all of our listeners for the support of the past year. Thanks for listening. You're the reason we do this. Well, that was beautiful, man. So are you going to churn butter now? This is... um, All right, everyone. There is an opening on the trail show. Please send applications to legal at the trail show.com. But those go to Delo. Those emails know, go to Delo. And I won't be able to read them because I'm not going to read email anymore. So, qualifications. So, what you guys could do is you could print them out and mail them to me, and then I could read them. Okay. And I could mail them back to you guys. Okay. okay. So, if you're short, hairy, and like ganja, <laughs> send an application in. Whoa, whoa. Why would you mention that last one? So, Dilo, this is it. This is your last show. And I will be, always be with the trail show in well, spirit. you know, bottoms up if it's going to be your last show. Yeah, we should have got a third growler if we had only known. Well, we only I'm, know. I'm actually going to probably stop drinking alcohol <clears throat> when I move in with the Mennonites. Oh, you're they, better, you're better hit it hard then from now until no, then. No, I'm slowly weaning myself off of the, the booze. <laughs> oh man, things are changing. Everything's changing, Dilo. I didn't know about this yeah, change. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, we we put the house on the market last week. Um, okay, I think we're going to close next Friday, and uh, we're going to be moving in with the Mennonites. Sweet. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. This is it for Dilo. He's um he's been so moved by the Amish in this book. What was the book again? Better Off by Eric Brend. Check it out at your local library or on Amazon.com if or you're into that. Be- or don't, because maybe. You don't want to move in with the Amish like I do. Yeah, maybe not. Be careful. Well, well, that... at least at least we've got you for uh, one more Ask a Hiker segment, which uh, is next. All which right, is next. Hey, so hey, I... hey. Ask a Hiker. <laughs> All right, what do we got here? Oh, cue my music. Oh, hold on. I don't have my answers. Questions. Come on, are you ready? Questions. We already queued your music, buddy. Oh man, I'm waiting for my technology to queue up. This okay. is why I'm moving in with the Amish. We have some on printed paper, you know, dude. All right, here we go. 
I, 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 the printer at work has been on the fritz for okay. the past two days. Otherwise, I would have printed this. Here we go. Question number one. Bart from Arvada, Colorado, writes in an email. Dilo, I've been living in the front range of Colorado now for coming up on 20 years. I really enjoy the amazing backpacking and hiking we have so close to home. But lately, I've been noticing how much more crowded the trails and trailheads are, especially short hikes or when one is a few miles from the trailhead. Do you guys have any suggestions on how to beat the crowds? Wow, Mags. This sounds like a question for you, sir. You know, it's amazing. You go up and down I-25, like to the state, rather than I-70. Yeah. Go to the Snowy Range or the Sangres. It's like people don't think of the I-25 corridor. But what do you think in general about Bart's disgust for the front range and, and, and the crowd? <laughs> things are getting crowded. And I, I may, I've, I've, I've heard various <laughs> rumblings from other people in studio here, a similar situation. Colorado is beautiful. The opportunity is so close to where we live is amazing. Yeah. But a lot of other people think that as well. It is. I mean, Colorado is a growing state. More people moving here for the beauty and not only the beauty, but the job potential as well. But right. Let's talk about that. The one comment here about especially the crowds a few miles from the trailhead. And I think, Mags, that stems from the whole done in a day philosophy, which is people don't want to spend more than a day in the wilderness. And a sh- more like half a day, I've noticed, too. Remember when we used to do all the outdoor trips with our outdoor group here in town called Colorado Hiking Outdoor Society? The most popular hikes went to a lake. Less than 10 miles round trip and be back by five. Hmm. And, and I think and that's that what was, you see. That was simply so that people could get in their um, salsa dancing at night. With yoga. <laughs> most, like, most people would come back from those hikes and go straight to a yoga salsa dancing type their, of like, engagement. And get their $16 martinis. Yeah, exactly. Oh. But, you know, we, we joke, but not really. We've been on many hikes. used to really rub me the wrong way. Oh. be halfway through the hike. Someone say, hey, you know, I was really hoping to be back by four o'clock because I have a date tonight. I've got another theory I want to throw out at you real quick. Um, There's this website you may have heard. It's pamgs.com, and apparently it's led all these people from out of state to various front range hikes. It has, yeah. And I I think I think we we kind of like touched on that last month, you know. Mm Uh, backpacking trips, no less. Yeah, Yeah. so so maybe that might be part of Bart's problem. Is it? Could be. You know, other people are ruining. You know what that means. Pretty soon, the hills of Bozeman are going to become crowded. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> as, as pmags.com. As P-Mags. Which, by the way, I think is still under that uh, distributed distri- uh, distributed denial of service attack as we speak. I'm getting uh, tweets from one and one right now. Here yeah, in coming into legal yeah. at thetrailshow.com. Yeah. But if you wait a few months, you may be able to buy Palmer Mags on it. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, so, so basically, we should give Bart the advice find a place in Bozeman. Uh, yeah, or, or Bart, go off trail. I mean, really, I, you're, yeah. you're going to find, you're going to find, yeah, you know, any hike that's like two miles to a beautiful lake, five miles to a beautiful lake from a trailhead on a Saturday in July or August. Yeah, it's going to be crowded. Yeah. Yeah. You know, rightfully so. But if you go past that lake or stay out overnight um, or take an off trail route back, probably won't see anybody. Yeah. Rocky Mountain is great for off trail hiking. Not even that far in. You yeah. can easily do a 10-mile hike mainly off trail and not see anyone. All right. So grab a good topo, practice your map and compass skills, and what's crowded seems like a big wilderness. All right. Next question. Question number two. Joshua Clark from Facebook writes, Dilo, this year my vacation time is falling in December, and I was thinking about going someplace mm. for some milder weather to get in some of that ultralight hiking y'all are talking about. If you could choose anywhere in the U.S. to take a trip for a few weeks of hiking, where would you go? I was thinking of something in the southwest, but I'm not opposed to something out east either. Florida Trail. 
Now, I would say, uh, Joshua, why do, why do you need to limit it to the USA? Why not go to South yeah, America that's at that point in time? I mean, that's, yeah. that's summer. Where is Josh based out of? Based, he, he's from Facebook. Alaska. Oh, he's based out of the Facebook nation. Oh, he's in Alaska? Yeah, yeah, okay. He's got two weeks. You know what? Direct got, flights to Hawaii, man. Direct flights to Hawaii from Alaska, man. Yeah. Uh, yep. T- his name's what's, Todd. What's the situation with the daylight like in, Al- in uh, Hawaii at that time of year? Uh, it's wonderful. It's twelve yeah. and twelve. Twelve. It's and 12? very close to the equator. Yeah. All right. So it doesn't it doesn't change too much, does it? No. And and, and actually, we ran into a lot of folks from Alaska when we were on the Big yeah. Island last year. It's super popular. And if you do your research, especially for the Big Island, there's a lot of. If you want to do a two week trip, there's a lot of camping and. Yep. You don't have to spend money on lodging. so. And there's miles and miles of trails in Volcanoes National Park. And if you're willing to go to two islands, you know, you could hit the Big Island, hit Volcanoes National Park. Then you could go over to Maui. But I'd and, say two weeks. Haleakala could, National Park. I'd say two weeks, just stick to the Big Island. I would, too. There's enough to do there. Yeah. Now, or South America. But it, let's, let's, let's assume for the moment that he wants to go somewhere in the lower 48. Mags, you were talking about Big Bend earlier. Well, it's kind of hard to get to, but it's the least visited park in the lower 48. and Which appeals to people who like the Unabomber. <laughs> well, or maybe someone who lives in Alaska, which is yeah. one of the least populated states in yeah. the, the U.S. So but December is apparently one of the best times to go down there. It's right near the Mexican border. and um, So Big Bend. It has the high point in Texas. All right. Just to summarize, we've got Big Bend, which is a suggestion. We've got Hawaii. We've got South America. Yeah. Or maybe Australia. That was Bibblebum. Although the Bibblebum track in Australia. If you go to yeah. South America, I don't think you want to go to um, Peru or Ecuador because that is the rainy season there. But if you go to yeah. Chile or Argentina, yeah. it's drier down be there. Great. Yeah, but yeah. Don't, don't go to Peru in December. It's too rainy. And he mentioned the southwest, but even the Arizona Trail in that, it's December. It's going to be snow. Exactly, because yeah. there's yeah. enough high elevation areas down there. that. Oh, and there was also the talk of the Florida Trail. Yeah, it was yeah. that's totally usually when people through hike they start their Florida Trail through hikes is in December. Nothing. Yeah, I, I would love to go to the Everglades and canoe. I think it'd be awesome. No desire to hike there. Actually, yeah. you should, one should go to the Everglades soon because with rising sea levels, Florida will be underwater. No, Delo, come on, man. Yes, it was a story in the National Geographic that talked about the rising sea levels and what areas in the you, United you States would be susceptible to mass flooding. You don't believe Florida's that old flooding. liberal rag, the National Geographic, do you? <laughs> 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 Joshua, hike the Florida Trail now while you still can. Uh, you heard it here first, people. All right, next question. That's it. That's all I got. That's all oh, you got? Oh, there's the there's, vintage sleeping bag question. Yeah. Right, the vintage sleeping bag. Yeah, right. we, we got more. We got a lot of well, questions that's, this That's month, it. I had three you know. questions. But that was only two. Well, the third was the vintage sleeping bag, which you actually already answered, so I was going to skip that one. But, okay, hold on, guys. I'm no, no, no. Let, let's, let's, uh, not everybody saw that answer, so okay, let, let's talk about the hold vintage on. sleeping bag. Yeah. The, let me read the question. Just okay. a second. Okay, 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 okay. Just a second. I'm queuing up the technology, waiting. This is when I'm the Amish, man. This is not going to be a problem. Your one job is ask a hiker. And, and you're blowing it, dude. <laughs> no, I had it right here. One I have job. it right you're completely here. completely blowing it, uh, This man. is why I'm going to be... Lord. I'm going to join the Amish next month, so... Because uh, you're good at doing nothing. <laughs> so go suck eggs in Boston. <laughs> All right, so Dan Pratt from Facebook writes... We're not supposed to say that here. Okay. I have the village, <laughs> the opportunity to buy a vintage sleeping bag on eBay. It's from a reputable seller and looks reputable? great. Reputable. <laughs> it's right, I'm gonna start you this It's your one again. job, Dilo. It's your one job. Dan Pratt from Facebook writes: I have the opportunity to buy a vintage sleeping bag on eBay. It is from a reputable seller and. <laughs> 
reputable seller, and it looks great. But how do I know I'm not getting a bag that has been squashed or stored in a damp basement? You don't. Is it worth the great price, or should I spring for a new bag? Thanks. Man, I feel like buying wow. a used bag is like buying used underwear. I just... I can't... Don't I, do it. Don't do, do it, it but, but he said he said the seller was reputable. It's true, but... I don't know. I just how, how do you know this? What reputable? kind of bag is it? Is it a twenty-degree bag that's hollow fill? I mean, what, what do you mean? I mean, what really? kind of reputable sellers still use bags, man? That's like a kind of that's wilderness like a, exchange. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would say you know for winter sleeping bags that are hardly used, you know, I, I yeah. would trust those more. But for a twenty-degree three-season bag, yeah, unless the, you know for a fact a person busts, I hate this backpacking crap. Right. Yeah, I, I guess I feel like like my sleeping bag is my life. Yeah. It's like... It's a big deal. Yeah, like, I take really good care of my sleeping bag. You know... And when I'm finally done with it, I'm going to donate it. I'm not going to try to sell it to someone. But I just... I don't know. I, I feel like it's yeah. worth it to just make the investment and get a really good sleeping bag. I, I feel like I'm really one with my sleeping bag, yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, I think about how many times I've farted in my bag, <laughs> you know, and I'm like... Oh, oh God. We well, had to go there, man. Getting in well, there when you're there. all, like, Please. covered in sweat, you know? Yeah, like, and here. you're dirty and, oh, like... Oh, here, use you my, have my used sleeping bag. <laughs> if you I cleaned it out really well. <laughs> <laughs> There's no body oil in those I put feathers. It in, I put it in the dryer on no heat. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> There's no body oil on those feathers, is there? No. <laughs> And your feet. Oh, feet. I, I was going to say, if you're really on a budget and you want a good sleeping bag, the Kelty Cosmic Down, a little over $100, highly rated huh. for a good budget bag. Yeah. Of course, Mags knows, like, right off the top of his head, like, the, this, the oh, specification. No, Kelty, Kelty gave us $100 to have us say that. Didn't <laughs> there you go. Oh, am I not supposed to say that <laughs> out loud? man. Well, come on. Come you on. Know, you can't mention that. I think a lot of people have this impression that in order to start out, you need the best of the best. But if you're on a budget, you can get some good quality gear that won't break the bank. Is as good as a Western Mountaineering? Well, and if you're starting right. out, then fine. Use Home Slice's bag. But if you're going to commit to backpacking, get your own bag. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you're going to commit, get a real bag. Yeah. I mean, dollars for a decent uh, budget bag. I'm, I'm all about buying used or, or newsed, lightly used, or whatever you want to, you know, whatever you call it. But when it comes to a sleeping bag that you've got to... You know that you're going to be putting possibly hundreds, if not thousands, of miles on. My my advice, and this is kind of what I said on Facebook, is drop the four hundred bucks on a, a on a really nice down sleeping bag. Because I, I for for as example on the CDT in 06, I, I bought a Western Mountaineering Ultralight twenty degree bag, and it's a four hundred dollar bag. But I've put over five thousand miles on that bag since then, and I've gotten. Every single penny out of that bag it, possible, and it's still going for me. Correct, correct. It's still wrong, going. But since then, you've had to buy used shoes. Is that correct? Just yeah. because you spent yes. so much money, I buy, that I buy bag. I, yes, yeah. I, have, I buy used shoes. I, I all buy the time. I buy used shoes on eBay quite yeah. frequently, or um, lightly used, man. Yeah, I do that too all the yeah. time. Yeah, I bought used ski boots. Yeah, ski boots is one thing. Shoes, but here's shoes? the deal with shoes. A lot of times, if someone buys shoes in a store and they wear them out. They walk out of the store with them on. You can't return them. Actually, because I, I used to be, I returned my shoes to REI after I hiked in the mud in them. Well, our, uh, you, they, it, it, it's funny that you mentioned REI's return to the bonus policy. Show we're going to record. We're, we're going to talk about their return policy on the bonus show. So I guess the thing is, you know, it's worth investing the money in a good sleeping bag because you'll have it for a long time. And and skimp on the underwear. Get some used underwear. No, no. <laughs> oh my! God. Keeping it real, Mike I, Lorenzo. I wow. would actually, I'd be more willing to. To buy used underwear than I would 
a used sleeping bag because used underwear I can put in this the sanitized cycle in my washing machine. Like I can't recommend it. But you can't do that with a sleeping bag. You can put it on the sanitized cycle, but it's probably going to melt the down yeah, feathers. Exactly. All right. Anyway, moving on. Outro. Cue the music. Well, is that is that it? Is that all That's our it. questions Fine. for the yeah, month? So abrupt. Questions. All right, people. Cue the music. I, 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 so I d- abrupt. It is so abrupt, D-Lo. Good grief, man. I wanted you to cue the music. You didn't cue the music. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank everyone for tuning in today. You Wait. can always find us at thetrailshow.com. Facebook.com slash The Trail Show. Twitter.com slash Trail Show. CafePress.com slash The Trail Show. By the way, I just wanted to mention real quickly, uh, three of the four of us in this room are on Twitter. Um, if you want to check me out, I'm at Lawton G, L-A-W-T-O-N-G on Twitter. Mags is at PMagsCo. It's P-M-A-G-S-C-O. D-Lo is at D-Lo, at D-L-O-W. And P-O-D is at... Crickets. I'm Amish. I don't have Twitter. P.O.D.'s not on the Twitter. You so can have sorry, my Twitter people. account because okay. when I move in with the Mennonites, I'm going to just have to surrender mine. Anyway, anyway, check us all out on Twitter. We're all tweeting and doing that whole thing on the side. And, and of course, you know, Trail Show has their own Twitter, tr- Twitter handle, Trail Show. So, anyway, consider helping the Colorado flood victims by donating to the American Red Cross at redcross.org. We'll be back next month. Until then, for the Princess of Darkness... Mags and Dilo, I'm Disco. See you in October. Happy Halloween. Ciao. All right, that's a wrap. I didn't get to sing. Ah. Oh. During, during the bonus show. Easter egg. There we go. Easter, Easter egg. egg. Right yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah. All our times have come. Yeah. <laughs> Here, but now they're gone. Oh, yeah. Seasons don't fear the reaper. <laughs> no to the wind, the sun, or oh, the rain. Right. We can be like they are. Come on, baby, don't fear the reaper. Baby, take my hand, don't fear the reaper. <laughs> we'll be able to fly, don't fear the reaper. Baby, I'm your man. La, 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 la. <laughs> La 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 la